0: Good Monday, everyone. A little while ago at the church, we showed a movie. The movie was entitled The Ultimate Gift. And everyone just thoroughly enjoyed it, and and we had a lot of good feedback on it. Now, the movie was made from a book of the same name, The Ultimate Gift, by Jim Stovall. And it's a novel, but it's a lightly written novel. It wasn't developed as very much of a story, but it was to portray... 12 principles that we should live our life by. Actually, the movie is much better in developing the story. But as a result of the movie and the book, we decided to do a series of messages at the church entitled The Ultimate Gift. Now, what we did was take the 12 gifts that are mentioned in the book, that if we would lay hold of these things, we would live a much better life. Actually, the thread of the story is that a billionaire passed away. And he wanted to give his inheritance to his children, but most of them were squabbling and fighting and very self-centered and selfish in their outlook. In fact, all of his relatives were that way. But he picked out his grandson, who was a younger man who had lived a pretty shiftless life and had not much purpose. But, But in his will, he presented to this young man that he would receive the ultimate gift if he would follow the prescriptions laid out in the will. And in the will, he was to do something each month for a period of a year. And the activity that he was given, that he had to do, would give him a gift, a gift that would help and benefit his life. And so the young man follows through in this, and I won't spoil the ending for those of you that would like to read the book or watch the movie. But he ends up receiving the ultimate gift at the end. Well, as we shared these principles in the messages at the church, we really saw how biblically based these gifts are. In fact, we find out that we all have them, and yet we haven't seen them as gifts. We have not taken advantage of the things God has given us. We haven't unwrapped them, as it were. They're in too plain a wrapping, and we don't see them as gifts, and therefore we don't utilize them. And so I thought what I'd like to do over the next little while here on the radio is to share these principles because they're so far reaching and they will benefit all of us. So as I broke these gifts down to share at the church, we did it over four Sundays and we shared three gifts a Sunday. We broke them into four categories. Now, It doesn't mention these categories at all in the book, but as I looked at these 12 gifts from a biblical perspective, I saw four categories emerging. The first category was gifts of perspective. The second category was gifts of responsibility. The third, gifts of growth. And the last, gifts of the heart. And so we want to launch into this today and we will see how far we get along in this. But let's get started. Gifts of perspective. What is perspective? Well, if you go to the dictionary and look it up, it says, now this is a mouthful, listen, a proper evaluation with proportional importance given to the component parts. So if you have perspective on something, you have a proper evaluation with proportional importance given to each part. In other words, if you were to put your hand in front of your face and hold it just an inch away, as I'm doing right now, I see the lines on my hand. And I see out of focus my fingers at the top. Now if I pull it back to about a foot away, now suddenly I see fingers and I see a palm, and I see my wrists, and I see part of my arm. And if I pull it back further, in fact, if I were to look at myself in a mirror, I would see, okay, now I see the hand as part of the wrist, as part of an arm that's connected to a torso, and then I would not only see myself, but I would see the things that are surrounding me. Now, you can pull back in perspective further and further. In fact, if you go online and and go to Google Earth, you can actually... Pull back from your house to your block to your city to your nation and pull right back out into outer space. Now, all of this I'm talking about perspective. You see, if you get too close to something, that's all you see, and it can skew your understanding. How you see things is very, very important. It's important that we have the right perspective on things because something that's very close to us can become so large that it crowds out everything else. You might be going through a hard time an adversity and all you see is the problem and you don't see the other good things that are happening in your life. It's so important for us to have perspective, to see things the way that they really are. So these first three gifts that I'm going to talk about speak to the area of perspective. Well, what is the first one? The first one is the gift of laughter. Have you ever thought that laughter is a gift from God? As far as I know, humans are the only creation of God that has the ability to laugh. We're created in God's image. Somehow, I believe that laughter comes out of the character of God, out of His being, out of His makeup. And so we, created in His image, have this ability to laugh. Now, it's important that we exercise it. Laughter is beneficial in so many ways. I was reading a report from Dr. Lee Burke and fellow researcher Dr. Stanley Tan of the Loma Linda University in California and they have been studying the effects of laughter on the human body and to date their published studies have shown that laughing lowers blood pressure reduces stress hormones increases muscle flexion and boosts immune function by raising levels of infection fighting T cells disease fighting proteins which produce disease destroying antibodies It goes on to say, laughter also triggers the release of endorphins, the body's natural painkillers, and produces a general sense of well-being. Also, laughing is aerobic, providing a workout for the diaphragm and increasing the body's ability to use oxygen. You know, the scripture says that a merry heart does good like a medicine. And isn't it amazing that these Present-day researchers into this are just substantiating what the Bible said so long ago. A merry heart, laughter, is good for us. When's the last time that you had a good belly laugh over something? Listen to what they went on to say. Laughter reduces at least four hormones associated with stress response. Clinical studies have shown that humor strengthens the immune system. Laughter reduces pain. Humor allows a person to forget about pain such as aches, arthritis, etc. It helps cardiac patients. says a good belly laugh is equivalent to internal jogging. Laughter can provide good cardiac conditioning, especially for those who are unable to perform physical exercises. It helps women especially with blood pressure. Laughter seems to benefit women more than men in preventing hypertension. Also, respiration. Frequent belly laughter empties your lungs of more air than it takes in, resulting in a cleansing effect similar to deep breathing, especially beneficial for patients who are suffering from emphysema and other respiratory ailments. You know, I remember reading a while back about a man who had actually cured himself by watching old Marx Brothers movies. You know, perhaps the greatest benefit of laughter is that it's free, and it has no known negative side effects. All these studies just show us that the Bible is true. A merry heart does do good like a medicine. But it also goes on to say, and I'm quoting from Proverbs 17.22 here, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Now, this is interesting. We have seen that laughter has beneficial physical effects. But the scripture goes on to tell us that it has spiritual effects. It says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but on the flip side, a broken spirit dries the bones. See how it connects laughter with the spirit? Another verse in Proverbs 15 and verse 13, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. If you have an inability to laugh, it shows that your spirit is dried up, that your heart is broken to some degree. It goes on to say in verse 15, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Now this is interesting. This is telling us that we can be going through difficult times, times of affliction, and yet, still have a continual feast. It doesn't have to affect us. And this comes back to what I said earlier it's a result of your perspective. You can take things in stride as you have a larger perspective. And as you have a larger perspective, you see things as they really are. Things are not as bad as we think. We may be going through a difficult time, maybe in relationships, maybe financially. And if you're not careful, if you just focus on those things, you can have your spirit dried up. It can take away your joy. It can take away your laughter. But the scripture says here that a merry heart causes a person to have a continual feast. Well, how would we have a merry heart in the midst of all these things? Well, one thing is just realizing that God is bigger than our problems. He's bigger than our situations. God can turn things around. And, and sometimes it's not even that heavy. It's just that we react so quickly to what we see. It's just what our natural perspective is on things. I know some of you may have watched the, the program on the television just for gags. and What it is is it shows how a series of things are done towards people and catches their reaction. In one program, there was a fountain and as people walked past it, the fountain would spurt water into their face as they went past. And it was interesting to see how different people reacted. Some people scowled and frowned and and with a very indignant expression on their face, walked away. Other people just laughed. Now, I wonder which of those people are the most healthy? I wonder which of these people have the better home life and the better marriages. I tell you, it's the person that can laugh. I pray today that God would just give you a gift. That he'd give you the gift of laughter. And I just pray that you just receive that right now. That God would just somehow come in and water your heart and your soul and your spirit and just give you a merry heart. May it be in the name of Jesus. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a Ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Take note that we are now meeting again in person at 9:30 and 11 We are limited to 30% capacity and are following all the recommended protocols. We are also continuing our online service at 10.30. Be sure to join us for one of these services. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.